What's poppin' everybody? How y'all doing? Thanks for tuning in to the Swamp Life Podcast with yours truly, the one and only, Big Gator, Gator Love, Gold Chain Gator, Mr. Where's My Lighter, and uh, hopefully you guys have had a nice week since the last time you heard my voice. You know, I feel like I've had a pretty productive week, but also a very stressful week. Going through the next few weeks probably are gonna continue to be stressful. But, um... Onto the shit. You know, I'm sure you heard by now that Matt Patricia was charged with sexual assault in 1996. But he apparently in 1996 he was charged, but he was falsely charged. On his count, he thinks he was falsely charged. He re- retains his innocence. And yeah, he says he was falsely charged. And it, he just, yeah, he retains his innocence. Anyways. I'm going to push that to the side for now. What I thought was super crazy about this whole thing was that it's 2018, and in this climate, the Patriots were able to hide a sexual assault case. Like, I that I, I feel like everybody's ignoring the, the important shit here. These niggas just kept the sexual assault under the rug in this Me Too climate, when sexual assaults are just popping up out of fucking nowhere, when sexual assaults are just coming up from 30 years ago, I mean, this was 20 years ago, granted, but sexual assaults are coming up from 37 years ago and 83 and all kinds of shit, and the Patriots just, I've never heard about this. I never heard about him having any kind of history for anything. And I get the most random notifications from Bleacher Report and ESPN all the time. Shit that I don't care about at all. At all. Bleacher Report gives you all kind of information. I used to think it was cool, but now it's kind of too much. I I subscribe to a little too much shit. I had to unsubscribe to some of it because the information is just, like I said, it's useless. And anyways, back to my point. Fuck, I'm kind of lit. In this era, they were able to sweep down under the rug, and nobody's talking about that. That makes me really believe that Aaron Hernandez was about that action, and they were really able to keep some of that stuff on the hush, and that's why they immediately dropped him once the murder came out, because they knew that he did it. There's no way they didn't know he did it. They probably got the best PIs in the world, bruh. That's crazy. Well, I think it's crazy, goddamn. And while I'm on sexual assault, Spotify, um, I'm not sure if y'all niggas heard about Spotify removing, they didn't remove their music from Spotify as a whole, but they removed it. They're no, they're no longer promoting, um, I know it's R. Kelly, Triple X, and um, Take A. And R. Kelly... Yeah, I feel like they definitely shouldn't be promoting R. Kelly anymore. You know what I mean? Like, But at the same time, I feel like they shouldn't be putting Triple X in that same hemisphere. Simply, be put, simply because R. Kelly has so many like bad levels. Like, He's running a sex cult or a sex dungeon for underage women. He's a pedophile. Like, There's just, there's just so many levels. And it's just like... The pissing on the girl thing at four... When however she, the hold she was. And it's just like... Dude... To be... Like... 
lobbed up into that hemisphere as XXX. It's just like, uh, you know what I mean? I Especially when some of the details that have come out from his case are just so, like, sketchy and, like, on the accuser's case, it's just some of her claims just were they were lies just flat out there's text messages and things that prove some of the shit that she she accused him of and said that he did are just lies and it's just like well damn you know like this kind of tarnished his whole launch of his career you feel me because i definitely was not trying to listen to his music or support any of the shit he was doing when he first blew up and became famous a lot of that had to do with the case and then you hear all these details and hear all the stuff that she potentially is lying about or did lie about. And it's kind of like, well, fuck, dude, you kind of fucked up a nigga's life with that. And he's also not charged with a lot of it. So it's like, damn, you're going to lob him up to the with the same hemisphere as a sexual predator, low key. That's kind of fucked up. Now, take on the other hand. I guess if you want to throw him in there as a murderer, I get it. You know, he, he's kind of killed somebody. So, uh, who, who am, what am I to argue about that one? You know what I mean? But I did like how XXX team replied to the whole shit. Like they asked, are they going to pull down names like Nelly and like Dr. Dre? And they just went down on, they low key started dry snitching, but I liked I, I don't encourage anybody to snitch or dry snitch, but I I will say I did like the reply. They just started going on the list of artists that have sexual assault cases or domestic violence cases or criminal cases that should be removed on the according to their hate pol- and policy and everything that Spotify introduced. But Spotify, like obviously Spotify takes payola for people to get on the playlist and be promoted and everything like that. Like, obviously if you pay attention, you know that, but you wouldn't think they would just admit it, you know, in the response when XXX team said that publicly Spotify just flat out said, well, we're going to handle this by a case by case basis. Like pimp. I, they low-key shouldn't have just said anything because I feel like that basically indicates you're just going to approach... Well, obviously, you're going to approach each case individually, but like I said, it basically just admits that you're going to take pale because there's a lot of artists who are getting promoted on that Rap Caviar playlist that have worse um, charges or cases pending than XXX. I won't go as far as R. Kelly, but or on the same level on as XXX. So it's a little wild that they're not pulling their music as well. Uh, while I'm on music, you know, I've been listening to that T Grizzly and I'm really fucking with it. The only thing, like, I, I think it's a dope album in general as a whole. The only thing I'm not really fucking with Chris Brown on the album. I, the songs are cool. I just... I don't really like him. I like... I fucked with Chris Brown as a whole, as an artist. Just in general, I'm not one of those people that think, fuck Chris Brown and all that. You know what I mean? Like, because of the whole Rihanna situation and all his... 
current endeavors and everything. It is kind of crazy, though. Um, there is like a, a hate Chris Brown conspiracy. I'm not going to lie. I'm just going to speak objectively here because, like I said, I'm not one of those people that hate Chris Brown or that even are really supportive of Chris Brown. But every single time, every single time he has something about to drop or he's promoting something, they pull a story out of nowhere, nigga. Out of nowhere. I don't know how it happens. I don't know if he's... He might be doing this shit, honestly. I'm not gonna just... Say he's some innocent nigga and... The shit's happening. But it's a fucking... Hell of a coincidence that... Every single time... He's about to promote something... Or he's doing something... For example, he's going on tour... Or he's promoting a new video new album, new single, something like that. They drop some kind of hate story and it's just like, god damn. Is he really doing all the all these things? Like is he really out here just doing all this shit? Like I mean, I'm I'm not going to just completely excuse him. I'm sure he's done some of the things he's being charged with maybe, but like no one's an angel, but like fuck like I said, it's just a hell of a coincidence, man. And it aids, it kind of aids to the, the conspiracy that he may not be such a terrible person, bro. That's all I'm saying. But back to the album, like I was saying, I could really care less for him being on the album in general. I do like the whole album, though. It's one of them that you could just listen to straight through. I fucks with T Grizzly as an artist and everything. I do like the way he's grown just on the album. Because, like, I was talking to my homies about this. And I, I go to him for that, you know what I mean? That that grimy motivational shit. Oh, excuse me. And you get that on the album. And it makes me happy. You feel me? Another album that came out, and I thought I'd talked about this last week. But I guess I didn't. Was the Ray Shrimmer album. And it's long as hell. It's 27 songs. It's their joint project. Then it's Swaycation, and then it's Slim Jimmy's project, which I don't know the name of. And I like their joint project, definitely. Definitely. There's, and actually, I'm just going to say I like the whole thing as a whole for sure. But let me go about them individually first. I thought they weren't going to put like perplexing, what is it? Perplexing Pegasus? Is that the title of that song? Let me go to the album real quick. I thought they weren't going to put like, yeah, Perplexing Pegasus on the album. I didn't really like Power Glide that much before, like when they put it out as a single and everything, I wasn't really fucking with it. But in the sequencing of the album, it sounds real good. And I, th- I didn't think they would put Teed Up on the album either, but uh, I'll, I'll live with it. But on their joint project, my favorite song on there is the very first song. And the song with The Weeknd. That's kind of hard, too. But I like Swaycation. It's just it's just straight melodic. You know what I mean? Like when I don't know if people know about when uh, what was that song called? Unforgettable came out. He was talking about how. Why people are like, damn, you just gave that song up to French Montana. It's going to be one of the biggest songs of the summer and all that. And he was like, man, I got a million of those. That's why I'm not even tripping. And then you hear Swaycation, and you can definitely tell. 
That nigga had a million of those. And it would have been hard to... I won't say hard. I just wouldn't want to wanted to listen to... I won't even go that far. I'll say this. I liked how it's packaged as a whole because if I'm not necessarily feeling the vibe of Soycation, I could just skip a, a couple songs and go over to... What is his shit called? Jimtro? I guess Slim Jimmy's project is called Jimtro. And then, you know what I mean? I can raise my vibe up a little bit. Or I can go back a couple songs and I can hear one of the, their joint songs. I didn't think Slim Jimmy's project was going to sound how it sounded, in all honesty. I was kind of surprised at how good it was. You feel me? Not that I was expecting it to sound bad, but obviously he's the weaker link in the group. And I... I'm going to go as far as saying I low-key liked his project more than I liked Swaycation. And, yeah, I definitely wasn't expecting that on my behalf. And, so, yeah, good job fucking Slim Jimmy. (laughs) You know, I seen a tweet and it was talking about how Rihanna's house got broken into. And... I guess she wasn't there and he just slept at the crib or whatever. And now he's on, he's getting charged with three felony charges and yeah. But nigga, I was just thinking like, fuck. One, her bed is probably built out of all the souls she snatched. That bed is probably one of the comf... And all, like, just real shit though. That bed is, has to be one of the comfiest beds of all time, my nigga. Like... You think about the shit she be posting in and the shit she posts on Instagram and everything like that. I don't know if she's ever posted her house. I don't really follow her shit so vividly, but just, you know what I mean? The clothes she be wearing, I imagine she's a very comfy woman. And the amount of riches and success she's reached, if I have reached that level of success, my bed's going to be one of the top three things that are, like, goddamn in my house. You know what I mean? Like, for me... When I'm out here popping, the shower, or let's just go bathroom as a whole, going to be cool as fuck. I want one of them heated floors. Also, I've experienced a dual shower head. That shit's tight. I don't know if y'all have ever experienced that in your life, but yo, highly recommend it. Also, I want one of them chair things in the shower. Hey, again. I'm sorry, y'all can't see me, but I'm nodding my head right now. If you ain't never had a chair in the shower, I recommend you get a chair in the shower. That's how I'm worded. Anyways, and yeah, and with the heated floor when it's cold outside, ooh, that's that's just a nice little touch. Then the kitchen, and then the bed, or the bedroom as a whole. Yeah, let's go bedroom as a whole. And then kitchen as two. And, um... Yeah, so I, I could just imagine how comfy her shit was. I, I wonder where... I didn't read the article because I didn't really give too much of a fuck. But now that I'm talking about it, I guess I should have. But I wonder where this nigga slept. Because, I nigga, her, for, her floor is probably fucking comfy. She, You probably got to take your shoes off and shit when you walk in. And it just feel like you walking on them pillow type of... You know what I mean? She probably got, like, memory foam as floor. 
that's too that's too much money actually like doing shit like that would just does that's doing a little too much but if you think about it that would be hard anyways i'm off of this um i did want to talk about drake and the migos they're going on tour, and I think that's cool that they're going on tour. But the name of their tour is Aubrey and the Three Migos, and I didn't like it. I just I don't like it. You know, I feel like yeah, Drake's a bigger artist than them, but why sign up to just be sunned in the title of the tour? Like I thought, especially at the level of they're at in their career right now, they don't need to title their tour Aubrey and the Three Migos. Like, it just makes them look a little bit inferior as an artist, as artists as a whole to Drake. And that's just my perception of it anyway. And I know that's probably not how they took it. They probably took it as like, you know, if everybody's seen the Walk Like I Talk It video, they're more like a, a band. And then Drake's like the lead singer of the band, but then it's like, how y'all just elect the singer to be the lead singer of the band? Like, how y'all just signed up to get sunned? That's what that, I'm confused there. I mean, I'm I'm definitely down to go to the tour. Like, don't get me confused. You feel me? I think it's gonna be a lit ass tour. And just if I was them as a group, I just feel like that title isn't the title I would have rocked with. Like, I feel like. That's exactly what David Ruffin did when that nigga went out there and was like, my name is David Ruffin, and these are the temptations. Like, he just went out there and sunned these niggas. And I'm just not, I'm not the kind of nigga that's just gonna sign up to get sunned. That's all. I mean, yeah, nah, nah. So... Don't attack me, because I've already been attacked enough about this just in general, but it was 2018, and I finally watched the Godfather trilogy as a whole, and I must say, I do understand now why um, everyone has talked about it so much, why it's so critically acclaimed, and why there's so many movie references to the Godfather, why it's been copied so much, and just everything in general about it. I kind of get it now. And, um, it definitely is one of the greatest mafia movies. The Godfather one is definitely one of the greatest Godfather or mafia movies ever. But I'm going to say the Godfather two is the best mafia movie ever. Simply because that's when you see the full character development of everybody. You know what I mean? Like, That's when Michael fully develops into the Godfather as a whole. He's fully running the business, doing his thing. That's when you see all of Vito Corleone's whole story. And the the character development from Michael not even liking that side of the family business and what his family does on that aspect to running that side of the family business and taking charge in the way he took charge in the way he became godfather as he became a godfather (sighs) my nigga that when he took out the five bosses 
and became the Godfather simultaneously while becoming the Godfather? I had to repeat that so niggas get that. That was that was hard. Just that was hard as a whole to me. But aside from the character development, him becoming the Godfather as he became the Godfather, like he went through real heartbreak. Like just that's part of the Godfather one. You feel me? Him, I forget her name, but when her car blows up in Italy and he has to watch her car blow up and he's like Ah, I think it's, ooh, what is it, Ophelia? Damn, I can't, it's at the tip of my tongue, but I can't recall it right now. And then her shit blows up, and he's just watching there, and that was supposed to be his trusted bodyguard? That's crazy. And then him and Kay get back together as soon as he gets back? Man. Man. But, highlight of Godfather 2 for me, this is kind of a big thing. It's a small thing, but it's a big thing. Excuse me, I'm fucking... I hate when I burp when I'm recording. That shit really pisses me off. When Vito went back to kill Don Ciccio... Bruh. That just tied... That tied the whole thing in. Like... That was so hard to me. Because there's so many, like... Other... Movie references of similar styles. Or there's so many references to... That sort of... Action and similarity where... Uh, a character shows foresight to his demise. And these things were doing that in 1979. Like, that's hella crazy. I think that's also why I think the movie's so great because they're doing things that happened in 1979 that people are still doing right now in 2018. And the same sort of recording techniques, the same sort of plot techniques, the same sort of acting techniques. And these things were doing that, what, 40 years ago? What is that? No. 1970. That's what... Yeah, no, that is 40 years ago. That's crazy to me. I did hold a poll. I held a poll on Twitter, though, and on Instagram. And I asked everybody else what they think the best Mafia movie was. And they said Goodfellas. And although Goodfellas is a great-ass movie... A great-ass movie... I, I really just think Godfather 2 tops it. Like, the... Or if you don't want to say Godfather 2 tops it, I think Godfather as a whole tops it. I could definitely deal without Godfather 3, though. There was some loose ends that they left after Godfather 2, so where they needed to make another Godfather, so Godfather 3 was needed. But the fact that they did it in that way, it was honestly disappointing the way they were portraying Michael in the beginning of the movie the he was he seemed kind of soft and just passive towards the actions he needed to do and I I wasn't feeling it I it almost was like wasting time like I've people were telling me this before I watched it but it honestly seemed like a waste of time like just flat out and I didn't, I hate, uh, I kind of hate that they did that with the, with the trilogy because I feel like they could have done, if they could have concluded it so much stronger as opposed to that being the conclusion. But overall, I do feel like it is the greatest mafia series or 
trilogy in general. You know what I mean? But I am interested to see how the remakes of these movies coming out are going to look. Because, of course, they are going to remake. They're already remaking John Gotti. And I think that's one of the uh, one of the better uh, mafia movies that came out a while ago, just in general. And they're remaking that, so I'm excited for that. But uh, I assume they're going to remake The Godfather eventually and The Godfather 2 and all that shit. Because they're already remaking Scarface, so... Yeah, I'm excited to see what those remakes will be like. So it's prom season, and um, one of the main duties of my job is renting out tuxes and formal wear. So I've been dealing with a lot of these kids that are going to prom this year. And it's crazy how similar all these kids are dressing for prom. And all the kids that are in the Fresno area. They're all wearing like a black shirt with the black suit and everything with the black tie. I don't know why everyone is going in such unison. It's honestly kind of weird. I know for a fact that there was one kid who came to my job who was wearing something very unique. I remember his name. I'm not going to say it though, but I was so proud of this little nigga for wearing something so unique because it reminded me of my shit. You feel me? Not the color or anything at all. Just because when I went to, or not rented, I bought my suit for prom. But when I got it, I wanted to be sure that I was the only person wearing what I was wearing for prom. You know what I mean? I wanted to be the only one wearing the gray, that specific gray, that specific blue, everything. Like, I wanted to be, make sure that my shit was completely unique from head to toe. I had a gray tux. I don't know if it was a suit or a tux right now. I can't remember. No, it definitely was a tux. I had a gray tux with a, a peak lapel. I think it had a blue satin stripe on the lapel. I wore a blue vest with a blue bow tie, a blue bow tie with a white shirt. Uh, gray shoes with blue bottoms. That shit was hard, nigga. Kills you niggas at prom. Kills you niggas. I'm definitely. I think I still have a picture of what I wore to prom, and I'm definitely using that on, as the picture for my podcast. Like seeing all these things, and it made me think about the promposal I did. Um, I was with Sydney in high school for my senior year. And, um, it honestly made me wish I went twice because doing that once, I wish I would have gotten to do something bigger the next time. So her friends helped me like get her called to the office. And then I think when she came back, I was holding a sign and it said prom with a question mark. And I think I had flowers or some shit. And, uh, yeah, it was my friend and a few of her friends. Shout out to justice holding the sign. I think he had the question mark. And her friends had the prom sign. And, uh, yeah, she came back in. She uh, was all shocked and shit. Gave me a hug or whatever. Say yeah. And then, boom, we went to prom. Killed it. We wore blue. Like I said, I had the gray with the blue and everything. She had a blue dress with uh, silver accents, gray accents, whatever color you want to call it. The They matched. And um, prom was going pretty well initially. You know what I mean? We went out to dinner and everything. I do wish I would have drove my own car to prom, like, just to have that own experience, you know what I mean? I didn't really, like, get my own license and everything until after I got out of high school, so that's one thing I wish I would have got to experience in high school, but while, um, yeah, while at prom, it was going all right, it was cool, it was just whatever, I mean, I was enjoying myself, and then, uh, 
God damn it. I don't know why. You know, there's always some hating ass people. There, you know, it's, it was like bullshit ass random high school drama. Um, we all know that. Oh, you know, sometimes I be having to wheel myself in because I be, I, I be out of the pocket. Uh, we all know who, if you're from Seaside, you've heard of Sharon, the one who got arrested for prostitution in Salinas. I, I probably, I don't, I don't mean to be putting out business out there and be messy. But anyways, her and Sydney were cool in high school. And um, yeah, she decided to take it upon herself to tell a lie that a young faithful black man was cheating on his girlfriend. The audacity of this woman to try to ruin my relationship on her prom night. For one, I don't know who the fuck she thought I was to where I... Let me just put this out there right now. Don't ever try to ruin my relationship. I'm a smooth-talking kind of nigga. So it ain't going to work. Let me just, just... Just for future references, just for whoever listens to the podcast. Mind your motherfucking business. Anyways, but as you could assume... That made the rest of the night a little motherfucking awkward. Um, so, you know what I mean? I kind of talked her off the ledge. She was kind of wilding out. But, you know what I mean? She still ended up leaving early. And then it was kind of like, well, fuck. You know? You just kind of ruined the whole fucking prom night. And as I was saying, I was a faithful black man. I did not cheat on her. I didn't engage with anything with the woman she is accusing me of doing those things with until the day after I broke up with that woman. Because, like I said, I'm a faithful black man. And, anyways, she ended up leaving, and it was just like, damn, then my prom night was cut short. And, like, that's why I said I wish I could have went twice. Because if all that would have happened my junior year of going to prom, I would have known everything to do differently for my senior year, and I would have just capitalized and had, like, the greatest time ever, I think, not to say that I... No, I, it was kind of whack. After that happened, it made it just go kind of whack. Because it just ruined the whole mood, the whole vibe, everything. Excuse me. I didn't go to no after party or anything like that. So it was it was kind of trash. I don't even know if anybody even had an after party my year of graduating, which also was kind of whack. But anyways... That's all I got for y'all this week. Hopefully, uh, y'all have a good day or a good night, good afternoon, whenever you listen to this. And um, thank you for tuning in to the Swamp Life Podcast, you know. Oh, wait. I'm not done. I only talked about my prom experience. I want to continue to talk about how crazy these promposals are getting just in general with the kids nowadays. There's kids now that are doing the promposals just out here for attention. I've seen, and it's crazy because I'm, I think racism is probably one of the most interesting topics or things to delve into just in general because I don't think people understand the seriousness of it just as a whole and how deeply rooted it is in society. Because I seen a sign where it was like, you could be picking cotton, or I could be, if I was black, I'd be picking cotton, but 
since I'm going to prom, I'd like to pick you. And it was a white kid asking a black girl to prom. And in a way, I don't think that white kid intentionally said those actions or said that with malicious racial intent. I think he said it in a jokingly matter to it's racist, definitely. But I think being a black person that's lived in a like an extremely diverse surrounding, but who's also lived in an extremely like white surrounding and like been around that before, you see that there are white people that are just completely comfortable making those kinds of jokes because they don't understand the seriousness of how much that actually affects your person your person or your culture or just who you are in general and like I think those two making that joke the point I'm making yeah it was racist but I think it was literally to be funny racist in a jokingly matter like I was saying not in a malicious matter and not that that excuses it in the slightest I'm not saying that that makes it okay I just think it's interesting how how much how little understood the seriousness of racism actually is in that realm of it there's i seen but then on the other end of the spectrum there's a there's kids who take advantage of what i just said and use that to their aid because i seen a kid say something just completely racist there was no joke behind it it was just some of the most racist shit ever I don't even remember the words at all it was just racist and like how is that even a proposal like how did what is she even saying yes to you like you're just saying racist shit to her why how is that okay you know also the pictures these kids are taking now and just you know, I, I feel like when I graduated in 2013, that was low-key the start of outrageous-ass prom pictures and just doing the absolute most for prom, like written outrageous-ass cars and doing that kind of the most for prom. You feel me? Like, there were kids definitely doing it, but I feel like now it's just the absolute norm. Like, if you're not doing the absolute most for prom, it's like, what the fuck are you doing? That, that's high-key how it looks. Like... This nigga, him and his date were on a parking garage in L.A. overlooking the whole city. And that was just their prom picture. Like, what fucking school do y'all go to? Who the fuck are y'all parents? What, nigga? Y'all are taking pictures overlooking the whole city of L.A.? Why? Not why. Actually, if you can afford it, ball the fuck out. Don't disregard that last 10 seconds. Those 10 seconds. I just thought that was like what that was like that was like fucking fantastic. Um I nigga, we just took pictures on the wharf. <laughs> like I mean I I feel like our pictures are good compared to, you know, people like people whose pictures aren't necessarily by the ocean or don't have a scenic view behind their pictures at all, but like damn. You know, to take a picture overlooking the whole city of LA was just kinda extravagant, I feel. I feel like the whole extravagantness of prom is is constantly climbing after I've graduated. But at the same time, I feel like that's how every generation feels once they leave high school. So I wonder if it's going to go to a point where 
it hit it hits I feel like actually this has to be peak extravagantness and then I feel like hopefully not hopefully I don't care but maybe it'll simple out soon now I'm done I don't have anything else to say hopefully you guys have a nice week or a good day whenever you hear my podcast I appreciate you listening thank you for listening if you listen and you like it repeat or retweet it repost it on your shit I need more listeners, I need more subscribers, all that good stuff. And um, yeah, man, have a good night, have a good week, have a good day. Peace out.